Hey, what up, true believers? Um, on these this long episode that I split into two, it's with my friend Joy Alicio, and we're talking about um, still talking about film in 2015. Some of my feelings about just being tired of of certain parts of pop culture. We talk about some television. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about Jurassic World. We talk about a lot of different subjects, and. and some of the thoughts, I guess, about watching movies and film, and we talk about uh, uh, Christopher Nolan and Stellar. Um, I enjoyed this episode recording it. That is, I hope you do when you listen to it. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Fife Dog. That's all the musical breaks in both parts of this. It's Trap. You can follow me on the social networks. It's Julian Lytle. L-Y-T-L-E. You can follow Joey at Joey underscore A-U-L-I-S-I-O. If you want to see his thoughts on, on movies and things on a regular basis. And if you listen, send me a comment or something if you like it. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's it's all over the place if you want to find it. It's on Stitcher. Uh Wherever you're at, have a good day. Peace. Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five-foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our senios to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, because I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. Just to fight for, but you still don't know the half. I sport new balance sneakers to avoid an arrow path. Messing around with this against the size of the. I never have stuff, cause I'm not a half stuffer. Drink a lot of soda, so they call me Dr. Pepper. Refuse to compete with BS competition. Your name is Specialist, so won't you suck with the mission? I never walk the street, think it's all about me. Even though deep in my heart, it really could be. I just try my best to like go all out. Somebody even uh, say, Yo, shorty, uh, black, you're shorty, black, you're bugging out. Uh, Zulu. Mother's last creation, minds get flooded, ejaculation, right on the two-inch tape, the abstract poet incognito, runs the cape, not the best, not the worst, and occasionally I curse to get my point across, so bust the floss as I go in between, the grit and the dirt, listen to the mission, let the missions I can work on, as I crack the monotone, pulling up the bell so get your own. Yo. Hey, Joey, what's happening? What's going on? Not much, not much, man. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on. No problem. I thought I, thought I had you in my contacts already. That's weird because I don't talk to you on here a bunch. I, no way. I think yeah, I thought so too. But who I knows? think it's, uh, Sean usually starts yeah. to call. If you're added in, it doesn't add. I, I just automatically assume. So I was like, oh okay, guess not. Me too. I just went. I like make sure because Skype and changed fifty-seven times and upgrades. So, did you get that one update where like nothing worked, and I had to un- I had to uninstall it, then find the old one, reinstall that, and then like oh, that was a pain in the ass. No, because like I right lately I've only used Skype on PCs. That's what I use it on. Oh yeah, so I, I must have missed the boat on that one. Like sometimes I don't always update. Like well, there was like another update. Like then you might have just not updated like five of them, and then yeah, man, sixth one that worked. They do too many. Like I'm like like. I'm an IT too, so sometimes people have a Skype and they're like putting tickets to upgrade Skype. It's like they do this every week. I'm not upgrading your Skype. <laughs> they got to be updates. 
Just do what he did. But yeah, man. So, so what's going on? I haven't talked to you in like a year or yeah, more. Yeah, it had to be more than a year. We had. I a, there was like two of these you were going to do like the last two years, and none. They never happened. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't I, pan I out. I you for something else. I don't remember what it was now, though. Yeah, because I know it was, it was one time we were going to do on a on the black box. And it just didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> well, it was twice because it was one yeah. for 2013. That I, we even we talking about like in March of 2014, like still doing, and that just never happened. Yeah. And then I, there was one, then Sean said, oh, we'll do one for this. And then that just, I think that got as far as him asking me that and it didn't go any further. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I enjoy our conversations about movies. And you have a, you have a non-biased uh, view on film that I, that I enjoy. I might be a little yeah. biased, but maybe you not. Know, biased in different other- ways <laughs> what we see online sometimes. Like, I think I, I get, I get over it. Indudated with uh with fandom view of movies versus just like liking movies. Like I don't know, man. Like I get, I get. It's making me cynical. <laughs> making me a cynical person. So what's up, Dave? Are you taking some zinc or something? You sound like way more, uh, way more alert. <laughs> nah, man. I just ate some some sesame chicken. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> ate my dinner after a long day of work. So, man, uh, how, how did you like 2015, man, in, in film? First off, did you see as many movies in 2015 as you do in previous years? Because it no, seemed like I, I, I didn't, didn't see you talking about stuff as much this past year. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see as many movies. I waited until, like, a lot of stuff came out or, like, you know, came out on video or, you know, quote, unquote, you know, leaked and then watched it and watched stuff later. I think there's still one movie after what they get through. I still haven't watched The Room yet. Oh, I haven't seen that either. That shit seems so depressing, yet... I kind of want to see Brie Larson's performance before they actually do the Oscars. That was one of those movies that, like, it's playing over here now, but it was a thing that happens with a lot of stuff. Like, if, if, if something, like, the first time I hear it, like, people can't stop hyping it up, I usually automatically just kind of don't want to see it. Right. And that was one where, like, the second I had heard about it was in some, like, very, very effusive... Like, oh, my God, it's the greatest film you'll ever see. And I was like, and that's all. And, again, maybe it is great. I don't know. I haven't watched it. But for some reason when that happens, I have, I don't know, if somewhere in my brain just goes like, eh, I'll wait. It's probably not as good as everybody says it is. You know, you know what happened? Like, unless I saw it, like, right when it came out. And it wasn't over. It didn't play over here, like, when it first came out. Yeah. And so now I've just been hearing about for, like, six months nothing but, like, <laughs> well, you need to see this. You need to see it. And it starts to sound like medicine to me, and I'm like, I don't really want to see it then. Yo, I'll Brooklyn. probably watch it two years from now and be like, oh, this is really good. Brooklyn was like that for me. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's actually my favorite movie of the year. I'm not mad at it. It's just like, yo, too many people hyped this up. Well, I saw it, like, right when it, ca- like, like the, like, right when it came out. Like, like I didn't hype it. So. Yeah. The Brooklyn was – Brooklyn's a good movie. I'm just – I don't know. It's just – I, I like when I say I wasn't impressed. It just wasn't something. I didn't see something new in it for me. Like I felt, like I felt like I've seen the story before. It's just done really, 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 really well. Like I've seen like the the person from another country and they come over here, certain era of of America, New York, fall in love, get together. I'm like okay, like. But I can't knock it. Like it's gr- it's like it's great. It's that like, that it's- was one of those things where I saw it because like it was one of the rare times where, like my art house theater had something like right like right when they like put it out. A lot of times at my like a lot of theaters around here, 
when that kind of stuff will come out, like it'll play everywhere for like a couple of months, and then they'll finally get it. It was one of the rare times where like the Friday it came out, it played there, and I happened just to be there. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll go see this. I like Sir Ronan, like, let me in. Nick Cornby, like, wrote this guy. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll probably dig this. Um, and I saw it, and it just, it just kind of, it just hit me at the right moment or whatever. But I don't know, everything kind of worked for me. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, one of my favorite genres, which is, is like, um, the 50s, like, melodrama. Yes. But it had enough, me, yeah. it had enough, it kind of met some, like, actual shades of, of realism in there with it. Like, so it was kind of, um... It had a little of the whimsy, but, like, it would always be these harsh moments where you'd really feel, like, okay, like, this is, like, a real, this is a real emotion or that's a real feeling. And the, the thing I always love about um, melodramas is I always feel like you get to the root of, um, like, you get to the root of the actual reality almost through it more than if someone's trying to just say, okay, well, what would happen in real life? Yeah. It's, like, almost like the, you get lifted off the ground, and then when you hit the earth again, it's like, oh, okay, well, I came to a, uh, a more a better realization than I would have if you just walk through this like as it quote unquote would happen, um, and that movie I thought did a great job of like towing the line between that. Um, you know, it never got it never got so real that it was like depressing. I guess there was parts of it. I guess it did, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just was very swept up in the in the romanticism of the whole thing. It was the first movie since again Sorry. my favorite movie of last year was Interstellar, which anyone who knows me would obviously know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I still think it was, about it was that the movie. first movie since then. And I felt like a lot of this. I was so blown away by that movie, and I was really dismayed that it didn't. It didn't seem to click with everybody like I was hoping it would. Um, and I've had to argue about it for like the whole year since. Um, but that was the first. I so I kind of was like, I don't know. A lot of movies didn't work for me so much in the first half of the year. Like I was holding it up to the way I felt coming out of that. And I'm like, God, nothing is. Nothing's doing it for me. And that was really the first one where I was like, okay, it gave me like that same feeling as when I walked out of that movie, and like it kind of put me in a better tone for like the second half of the year okay i understand i'm not gonna lie man i watched interstellar if i would have saw interstellar if i was a kid i'd be astronaut that's what i keep telling people too like it's so weird that it wasn't a movie like families were going to see and stuff like i just this would totally like i feel like this would i don't know i again that the from the point of that movie like where um you know, the, the whole sequence where, where, like, Matt Damon turns on them. Oh, man. All the way through the Tesseract is the most exhilarating thing that I've I've seen in a movie in this whole decade, probably. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still – there's a feeling I got in there. And, like, as a filmmaker, too, I'm always like, that's, the, that, that's like, my bar now. It's like, I'm chasing that moment. I always want – like, everything I do, I, if I can give somebody that moment that felt that <laughs> exhilarating, I'll, I'm set. I'm good. Like, yeah, there was such a – yo, like, when he goes in and, like, him and him and um, what was it? It was uh, it was Tars, right? Him and Tars going there, and he sends her off out there, and and, and he goes through. He's in the tesseract. He's been. He's trying to get the gravity. He's put the same man. You know, I watched that scene so many damn times. Like, hey, you're right. Everything from when Matt Damon goes crazy, and which I think was a really you know bold decision. He, he, He's up for an award for a movie this year, which I don't know how anybody can think was deserving of an award. But uh, I thought the performance of that was actually like a real departure. It's like a really dis- when you keep watching the movie. Like I've seen Interstellar like so many times. I've seen the theater like nine times, I think. Um, but that scene, like like when you watch it, it gets creepier and creepier the more you see it. Like the first time, you might think, oh, it's like the way he's talking and stuff. But the more it's like, wow, this is like a really, like a really creep. This guy's really like, he's like doing his science on like how somebody's gonna die. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like watching it, like it's an experiment. He's like, oh, maybe, maybe this is too much. Maybe this is too much. I'm gonna walk away. 
<laughs> yeah, like he, he was like he was he was alone for so long that he totally broke. And he's just like like I, it was funny because then when I saw the, when the Martian comes out, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a movie where he's that character, but he doesn't go crazy. <laughs> or I call the Martian like for me, the Martian is like a Snapchat story. That's just really long. But well, the, the Martian, again, the Martian's not terrible. It's fine. It's not terrible. It's But it's, it's a movie, again, it was the one when it came out, a lot of people were like, oh, this is like when Interstellar should have been. And I watched I'm it. Like, like, no, I think Interstellar's just fine the way it is. I think uh, this movie could have used a few notes, I think. But no, it, it reads like it reads like what I'm afraid like movies are going to become, uh, where it's like there you walk at, like, you, all right, there's a stuff happening in it. So people are like, you know, like there's always an event happening. So somebody's always talking. There's always something going on. So I guess you can't you can't say oh like there was nothing happened. I guess, but there's not like you finish the movie and there's literally nothing to talk about. It's done. Like there's nothing there to discuss deeper about it. It's just like okay, and you're like oh, that was fine. I wasn't offended by anything. I wasn't you know it didn't it didn't hurt my sensibilities. I laughed a bit and I go home and I'll never think about it again. And I feel like that's what it seems like a lot of people want movies to move towards, and that kind of scares me. Because that whole movie felt like that whole script was like, all right, insert like Wikipedia entry of how thing wor- how things work, <laughs> add in corny joke, rinse repeat for what two hours? How long was that? It was like two and a half hours too, right? It was too long. It, and I was just like, I'm like, it was fine. Like I was entertained by it. It's got a lot of people I like in it, and I'll never talk shit about a Ridley Scott movie. So like that's not in my blood. So <laughs> I can't I can't go in it too hard. But I'm just saying that like I came out of it. And I was just like, ah, oh, you know, that was kind of like it was just there. I don't really have any really strong feelings about it one way or the other. But it was a big hit. People seem to like it. I'm just I'm assuming that that's more towards what people would like. Like they don't want to come out really feeling anything. Yeah, um, I think Interstellar had not only too much feeling. It had too much high concepts that people, not even high, like high, like high, like science that they can't even wrap their head around. Like they're, like I know I was, there's a lot of people. Once you get inside the tesseract with the fourth yeah, dimensional yeah. space, yeah. with the fifth dimensional beings, they just tap out. It's like I don't understand. Like I don't. I'm like this is beyond me. I'm like, yo, he's talking about fourth dimensional space, son. I can't. <laughs> And then it has that emotional core with his daughter. I'm like, yo, it's too much. It's, this is too much. But yeah, the Martian, I think it'll have its. I'm confident it'll have its day in the sun eventually. You know, I have a feeling that the Interstellar might be like his his second like prestige or whatever. Like when I remember when Prestige came out, like people talked about it. Like it was certainly well reviewed and it did good business, but it wasn't like a smash. Yeah, but now people are like, yo, the Prestige. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yo, Prestige was hot when it came out. <laughs> that, that was my favorite movie of that year. I saw it like a whole bunch of times, but like nobody. You know, at the time, I would get a lot of like, yeah, it was all right. And it was like, I'm like, really? That's it? Like, that, that's all you got out of that? But yeah, I think you're right. I think because I hear more people now who saw it. Which I don't understand either, because I don't understand how you could watch that movie even like at home if you hadn't seen it already. Because I feel like it's such a. Cause I've seen yeah. I've seen that movie in every format. I've seen it with so many different audiences, um, and I'm always like, all right, if you saw it in the actual real IMAX, I don't see how you could have walked out there like not a changed person. Like, yeah. I felt like I went through the fucking hole too. I know, like yo, know, I was like. Like, I don't go on Interstellar too much because it is a 2014 movie, but I'll just say <laughs> I just had to talk to you about it last I year. I know. So I'll make it up right here. Oh, man. 
Like, where's McConaughey? I gotta show you my. I gotta show you my. I have to show you my interstellar charts and shit that I. Yeah, but (laughs) I never. I didn't go there. Dude, I have seen. I have not thought about anything. (laughs) I have studied every frame of that movie. There's way more going on than people think. You know, all their movies that they make, those Nolan movies are always like super dense and they always work on multiple levels because there's still stuff that when i'm watching his other movies when i'm watching like inception or you know the the, the batman stuff i'm like later on like 10th viewing 15th viewing like oh oh like, like inception was one when i first saw it i liked but i thought like everyone i thought that was the only one of his movies i ever like when it was came out where i was like i think people are overrating this one a bit much and but i liked it and mm-hmm. then like later on i've kind of grown to like really like it because i, I kind of looked at it a very different way than when i had first saw it and i'm like oh that's actually what this movie's about it wasn't what I, I thought it was about the first time um that's another thing with his movies too i think people give a lot of flack about dialogue and exposition and it's funny when you go back to them you realize like how little there actually is of that yeah like in Inception, people go on and on about inception too. it's like if you actually sat there with a watch and and and, and just like counted out how much of there's this quote-unquote expository dialogue there is it's maybe 15 minutes of uh, a two and a half hour yeah. or two and 40 minutes two hours even then a lot of the stuff they say is not always important it's actually like you're supposed to be thinking about like what they're saying like a lot of it is characters assuming saying stuff with a confidence that they they know what they're talking about when they yeah. don't know what they're talking about and like um again nobody's done anything like in inception where there's um you know, like that. Nobody's done anything like that since the silent era, where there's like literally a half hour where there's like no dialogue and there's like seven different storylines <laughs> happening at once, and it all makes sense and it all works, and it's all done practically as well. On top of that, like it's just like whatever. Same thing with um with, with uh, Interstellar. People say, oh, there's so much dialogue, and I, when I've gone back to rewatch it, the only thing I, I was taken aback by how much of that movie is actually silent. Yeah, there's like the scenes when he's in the ocean planet, like they're not talking really at all. Like I, like, I don't, like, there's a lot of that movie where they don't say nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean you talk too much? It's just like, I'm telling you, people get wild out once he goes people, to see Tesseract. I think the thing, again, we'll see. I'm actually really interested in um, what Nolan's doing next. It is a real, like, left turn. He's actually just going to make, like, a straight war movie. Um, and uh, the thing, it's funny, I've noticed, you've noticed it since the end of The Dark Knight. is like, the thing he's really after is, like, a he's really bringing in all these elements of the silent era. And if you really know that, era, you can pick them out. Um, but people don't talk about that. Cause a lot of these people who write about movies don't watch silent movies. So they're not getting a lot of the stuff he's trying to like bring back. Uh, yeah. I got a really beef. Up. Like That's when you really watch interstellar, like the, the point of people go, like, oh, why can't I hear when he, but I think people like, Oh, I talk too much, but then they don't know what's going on. So it's like, all right, so I can say like, they tell you too much information. But I'm like, people are like, Oh, I can't hear. I'm like, well, the point is it's trying to like, the sound is almost overpowering because it wants you just to look at what's going on. Um, and you don't need to worry about what everyone's talking about so much. Yeah. Because like, I said, like, I, I showed my dad. My dad's, like, practically deaf, and I showed him the movie. And, like, he didn't understand what was going on from, like, if you told him to write out the plot or whatever, like, well, you probably couldn't. But he got the fact that, oh, it was a story about fathers and daughters. And mm-hmm. that got to him, even though yeah. he couldn't understand what anybody was saying. I'm like, I'm like, if it could do, if a three-hour, no, it's not three hours, a little less than three hours. But, like, if that can do that, I feel like it did its job. But. Whatever, you know. We'll talk yeah. to who in the face here. But yeah, but, yeah. but 2015, let's go back to 2015. <laughs> we don't do an interstellar podcast at some point. So I'll, 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 I'll send you, my, I'll send you my, my research, and we'll go back and forth on that. I'll rewatch it like 80 times so I can really, like, take some notes, get, get all get all sciencey on it, the theories of interstellar. 
But yeah, like what I think for me, 2015 didn't even get. But, but, but back to my original question though, like oh, yeah. what really caused you to not go as much? Was it just out of disinterest, or just it was just the uh, you know? Like, I know you you go to a lot of screenings and stuff. Was that I, just not happening as much, or? Yeah, there was like a lot of stuff. Like I got tired. I got tired of seeing a lot of shitty movies. Uh. And there's a bunch of like other little things about like the screening process and being a critic. It's like there's a certain there's like levels to this thing, and I'm still to me I'm still a low level, so I, it's not easy for me to always go to screenings, and I just like I didn't really feel like pushing it. So I saw you were the one who told me about those. Yeah, I remember like in 2013 I was like going to a bunch of them because like you told me that site to go on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. I noticed uh, after last like the middle of last year I never got anything. Like nothing ever works. I was like I guess I guess they don't want me in any of these. I don't know. It just seems like it, it changed up. So it's... I think too many people got wind of that. And I think because I because I, I remember like the first few I'd went to like it was like a reasonable amount of people and then like the, the last few i went to was like it was always like way too many people and you could tell like oh right, people just wanted to see the thing for free and it's like yeah. too many and I, I get that i'm just saying i think maybe they're just been like maybe now they're like way more selective about yeah this. i think they they figured out i think some places and probably areas probably like combined into like bigger forms to put on the screenings and and well, now i remember when i used, to, I used to, to people for, um, I used to work for a like a promotions company uh, yeah. in like the late nineties, early two thousand, like early two thousands, whatever. I remember like we would get like um, they would give you like for working. I remember I had one movie I I did a I did a thing for one of the last ones I worked on was three hundred. I remember that, and I said you know they said okay, you we're giving you like tickets to like they would always like give you tickets at the end of like your promotion round or whatever. Um, and I remember they get yeah, to that, and I always remember like whenever you, they would make a big deal about like oh it's like a special screening, and then you'd go and realize okay they just like threw you in a screening that was like a radio giveaway screening, yeah. and there was like no guarantee you're gonna get it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like oh okay, I guess it's not that big. It's not it's not so sorry I just worked on promoting this movie. I'm sorry I guess that's not that important, but yeah. you would always get stuffed in these rooms, and I guess I when I first started checking those screenings out, they didn't kind of feel that way, but by the end I was like oh it just feels like anybody it was like 70 different promotions were giving out tickets to this thing and it's like if you happen to be the first people there um and that just gets a bit much after a while there's always like a bunch of obnoxious people there if it's free and meet the five footer i kicks the mad style so step off the frankfurter yo fife you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like mr clean um um a tidbit um a smidgen i don't get the message so you got to run the pigeon you're on point fife all the time tip you're on point fife all the time tip you're on point fife all the time tip but then grab the microphone and let your words rip now here's a funky introduction of how nice i am tell your mother tell your father send a telegram i'm like an energizer because you see i last long my crew is never ever whack because we stand strong now if you say my style is racked, it's where you're dead wrong i slay that body and el segundo then push it along you'll be a fool to reply the fight was not the man because you know and i know that you know who i am a special shout out piece goes out to all my pals you see and a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a fly MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the time,
Yeah. And even like when you you can like move into like getting in the press area, it's it's still it's still weird. And I, and I don't want to go into like the nitty gritty of it, but it's just like I was getting burnt out on a lot of fronts, and I was like, "Yo, TV is amazing right now. I can stay at home and watch some bomb ass TV and wait till these movies come out later." <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm one of those who thinks the whole golden age of TV thing is like a huge fallacy. Like I don't really see what every. I don't know. If I think call it the quote unquote golden age of TV. I think there's more. I think there was there was a golden age of TV. I think it, it happened already. I think that was that that point where like the Sopranos and the Wire and like the beginnings of like Mad Men. Like that. I think that's if you really want to take it. Yeah. I think it was that era. I don't think we have that now. I think there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. But I don't, I don't, I'm not blown, like, I think TV, I, it's a different, it's a different format than, than, like, it doesn't give me, again, don't get me wrong, I still, I watch way too much TV, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I don't come away with them feeling like, I don't have some kind of profound connection to shows and stuff like that, like a lot of people do, like, I just kind of watch it, like, to me, again, like, kind of the thing I talked about where I was worried about where movies were going, is, because like, the thing I see, the difference between TV and movies, um, like movies are about atmosphere and like feelings and like and, and maybe even broader ideas. I think like TV is about like information, and the way like TV, like, I, I, it, a lot of it, I feel always feel like it's lacking that. It's lacking like a filmmaker's touch because it's such a writer's medium yeah. that I feel like a lot gets lost. And like again, I'm not saying you can't do that, you can't transcend that. I think a few shows have tried to do that. Um, but it's like, it's still not the same. It doesn't give me the same. So even when I'm going to see, and again, I'm, I'm very purist. Like I still see every, everything I can in the theater. I don't love watching stuff at home so much. I like rewatching stuff at home, but like for the first time, I love the idea of just seeing it on the screen in, this, in, the, in the theater and with people. You know, you know, my, my fight for 35 millimeter thing. Like I, I, if you want to get snobby, I'm as snobby as it gets. At that <laughs> stuff. Uh, so the fact even seeing a DCP like annoys the fuck out of me, but it's still better than being at home a lot of the time. And where I see most people, it's the opposite. They don't want to go anywhere interact with anybody like they just want to and then they have fucking huge home theater systems like, oh, everything is just as good here um and i just feel like i don't give it my full attention at home yeah. uh, and it's i i kind of like the first time i see something to be in a theater and then i can judge it again after that and see how it works at home whatever but um so for me like i don't know, i just feel like i don't i don't get the same feeling but even like a kind of a mediocre movie on a big screen can give me like I don't feel TV has quite given me that yet. Or at least it's, it gives me different. Thing. Like I like different things about TV than I like about movies. Does that make sense? I guess. That's yeah, I th- I think for me, what I don't think it's supplanted the medium like everyone is saying. Oh I think yeah. I, even a bad movie has something going for it that a TV, even a great TV show, can't quite capture. I think for me, the current era of television is with the 30 to 80 million dollar adult drama used to be that we don't get anymore there's movies that used to come out in the 90s and the early 2000s we don't get anymore and it's just like those type of stories i think we get that more often now on some of these like like i haven't watched mozart in the jungle yet but i plan to because i like gail uh, Garcia Bernal, or like I like him as an actor. I was like, man, he's not in enough stuff. Are you roll out for the thirty-three? <laughs> yo, yo, that came, it came and went. Like that seems a little like funny. Like I don't know how good or bad that movie is. I didn't see it. I, I it, did seem, it. it did seem funny how it was like they made like a big deal about that being made. 
And then it was like when it came out, like it's like no, even the people making it like seemed like they couldn't give a shit less. So, I like, know. Yeah. I'm like, I, like I would <laughs> see that the people. I, don't, it. I know you follow like Hollywood Reporter and that shit. Like yeah. when there's cast. And like, but don't you remember when they announced that was coming? Yeah. Wasn't it like close on the heels of the actual incident? Yes. Or something? Like, and he's like, like I can't out. wait. This is the story that needs to be told. And like, we got Antonio Banderas. And people are like, holy shit, I'll see that in a heartbeat. And it was like, it came out. And I was like, I didn't even realize this is a thing. Like, it just kind of went. It was it, gone. It came out. It left. Like, like the go to glows happened. Nobody talked about it. Like, it was like, whatever. Like, this doesn't even exist. Like, I'm like, whoa. Like, <laughs> so there's like things like that, but and then like 2016, if 2015 is going to be remembered for anything in the cinema, it's gonna. This was the year of movies that were made for like Oscar campaigns that like just didn't even get off the ground before like they like, just like, blew up. They just like the, I, I, hey, and I gotta give the Black Mask crew a lot of credit. They stuck it out. It was so clear from day one. It's like guys, just pack it in. It's not happening. And they fucking ground that pavement until there was no pavement left, and it didn't work out for them. But you know, it's a terrible movie. But I'm just saying, like, I really like the fact that they gave it 100 percent on that. We're like, nope, we started a campaign, we're gonna finish a campaign. I'm, I'm like, how do you, like, how do, how do you mess that up? Like, yo, I've been waiting for this. Did you see? Did you see that movie, by the way? I saw half of it. That's how much I didn't like that movie. The thing I that's weird it. about it, and again, I actually, um, I'm like, I'm one of the few people that I, I quite like that the, the last, uh, Scott Cooper, who directed that, right? Um, his last movie, it's a movie, like, not a lot of people, it's called Out of the Furnace. Um, and I actually really like that movie, and I know, like, a lot of people either didn't like it or they were completely, like, ambivalent about it. But I thought, like, there was something there, and I was, like, really interested to see what this thing was going to be because he was getting, like, a bigger budget, and he had this, like, huge cast and stuff. And I was like and, – and it was uh, – you know, again, uh, it's kind of hard – it's hard to make a great, like, Boston crime movie, but it's kind of hard to make a shitty one, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's like man. It's like you just – it's like because you just got to put some things in place, and, like, there's enough to carry along. And the thing with this one, I don't know if it was – I don't know if there was a good movie here at one point and it got lost, like, in the editing room or, like, multiple concerts. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because, like, there was stuff in it that was good, but the whole thing just left me completely, completely cold. I was just like, what was that? That just seemed like a mass of, like, a bunch of scenes. Like, it, it feel, yeah. They lost their way. Like, they didn't – there has to be more to that story on why that movie wasn't good. Like, well, the thing is, like, I actually – I like the idea of – um, Johnny Depp playing Whitey Bulger as yeah. not, as as Nosferatu. That's yes. what he did. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I'm but fine it does with him. Not, it does not really fit the movie that's there, though. And I feel like if you're gonna have him betray that way, shouldn't he be like not seen that much? Shouldn't he be like a presence that, like, when he comes in the room, like, it's like, and they kind of do that, but you're with that character like every second of the day. So how the fuck he, he does it? He's gonna seem imposing less and less the more time you spend with him. And that movie spends every waking second. I'm surprised there wasn't a scene of him taking a shit at some point. Like, you spend so much time with this character. It makes the same mistake that I think Rob Zombie did with his Halloween remake. Like, it's like, you can't sit with Michael Myers 20, so that he's not, you lose everything if you're with this guy, like, 24-7. Yeah, he put, it was too much Michael Myers. It's like, and they movie. have all this stuff in Black Mass, too. They have all these characters, and it's like, and... The only time the movie really worked for me is the scene with uh, Juno Temple, like, where she's murdered. That was the only time where I actually felt like, okay, this guy, I can kind of see why you'd be afraid of this guy or, like, he's, he's, he's erratic. It was the only scene that actually felt kind of disturbing 
and like left a lasting impression. The rest of it was just very, very forgettable. And some of the worst Boston accents I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god! So like, they should take fucking uh, what's that fucking guy's name? That guy that's in like every movie. Uh, yeah, Cumberbatch. Like, he should just retire from acting before it's that movie because I was just like, he's fucking doing a bad impression of um of a fucking of Kennedy. It's like, what the fuck? Like, who like, just didn't watch this? It was just like, this is okay. We're gonna send that out. It's good. Whatever. It's Oscar. It's going. It's, it's going right. to be nominated. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is back. I guess, nothing against cover. I've still just never seen this guy in a movie where I, I, I was like, okay, what's the big deal with this guy? Dude, I mean, it's, it's Sherlock. He lives on Sherlock. See that, so I guess maybe I'll rectify. Like, it's Sherlock's day, good, guess, but. but like, but like, yeah, it's like he's living off. He's living like, yeah. He's. It's, I have nothing else to say. Like, and I've liked him in what I, I like him in British stuff. I watch him in. When I see him in like British stuff, like he's about to because be in this. Again, um, another movie I didn't like, but I remember he was in it, was that Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, right? He was in that. He wasn't a main... A lot of, a lot of people were in that, though. Yeah, yeah like, I'm watching Tom Hardy, I'm watching Gary Oldman, I'm watching everybody else is, like, way more... <laughs> that movie where I'm watching Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, like... That, this, yeah, I, I really like that movie. That's a That's a... That's a dry movie though, but sometimes I like. Those I, I, I literally I think fell asleep watching. Yo, that's a yo, that's a slow ass dry movie. <laughs> I think I went in expecting like I'm like wow look at this title like it's gonna be fucking exciting. And nah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this, that joint is a, like yo I'm sitting there. That's you gotta have the right mindset to sit down watch the Taylor. I was sitting watching that in the theater with like. I'm, I probably was the youngest person in the theater by about 70 years, <laughs> and they're all sleeping, too, and coughing and everything on top of it. I'm like, well, I guess this is the right ambiance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, oh, I can't. I can't. It was so long. It felt, I don't even know how long it was. It felt like an eternity, though. But I'll, I'll, I'll say that, though. I didn't. I, I should rewatch it in a better state of mind, too, and I think of it. But that year, I was just like, what do people like about this thing? It's so slow. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> But yeah, like um, so yeah. In a, in a broader sense, though, like, what did you feel about the movies you did see in 2015? Like, did you feel like there was a, a narrative overall to like how it went, or it was a very mishmash of a bunch of different shit? Yo, to me, besides like a few big budget movies, like I'm completely, I'm probably no longer the audience for like tentpole movies. Like, besides, like, Fast movies, Fast and Furious movies, which are called Black Avengers. Like, Mad Max, I was surprised. So I didn't expect that to be good. But, like, other than that, like, clearly, like, I'm in this phase of just, like, you know, I want to show you some more documentaries or, like, really, really small, random movies that come out of nowhere. Like, one of my most enjoyable movies of the year was, the, was um, Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary. I, I didn't see that. I heard it's good though. Oh, it's fa- oh man, it's fantastic. It was like, it like it shows you her story. It lets you know that like yeah, she was really good at, at you know being a singer and a songwriter, and like it shows like yo, celebrity is toxic for some people. It is crazily toxic. You just see like her parents were terrible, but that was a, a great documentary. The um. Black Panther documentary that they just showed on Independent Lens on PBS the other night. That was great. I really liked the Wolf Pack documentary. Did you see that? Yes, I did. 
that was good. Last year, I think overall, all the documentaries I watched were good. It was kind of surreal. My favorite movie of all time is the documentary American Movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Um, What's it it about again? Because I might have. It's it's from like 1999. It's uh, it's it's about this um like independent horror filmmaker like who's um trying to he's trying to he sets out to make this movie which is supposed to be like it's like his great American novel as a movie like that was like about his life and stuff called Northwestern and <laughs> the movie starts with the making of Northwestern and then they never get to make Northwestern. He winds up going back trying to finish some like um a horror short film he made years before to sell and then get the money to make Northwestern and like the rest of the movie just follows that and then they never make Northwestern um and it's it's I I, it's I love it to death it's my favorite movie ever I got to see it on a print this year with um the director and the star of the movie it was the director in the movie um and I got to talk to them that after but the thing that was kind of was kind of cool was the those kids from the wolf pack were in the audience Mm. And because uh, they actually live, they all live, they live in my not in my area, but you know, not that far away. Um, I think they actually just held, hosted a, they just hosted a screening on the Wolfpack there, I think recently. Um, but uh, but it was kind of nuts because I'm like, that's but the thing about the Wolfpack, and I, I kind of thought of American movie when I was watching it because both of them, I feel like whatever mood you're in, that movie's gonna is gonna take on that mood. Like they're very like whatever you're bringing to it at that time is gonna give you back. Yeah. Like if you're really depressed. And you watch the Wolf Pack, you're probably going to get more depressed. But if you want to feel better, it can do that for you too. Like that's always I felt the American movie, and I was like, it kind of reminded me of that. So it was cool to see that all these these kids were actually like a fan of that movie. It was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't. I really love the. I, I don't. There was. Some, I saw a lot of criticism of the Wolf Pack, which I didn't really. I don't know. This is again the people like trying to make. Um, I don't know. They want to make it more of a like a victim narrative, and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like that the kids didn't really. Um, I'm like, you know, they, they, they could have gone in on the parents more. So I get all that, but it's like, I kind of like that they didn't, they didn't really see themselves that way. Like these kids kind of had a, they, they were kind of put in a bad situation and you was kind of, it was kind of a little uplifting to see how they were able to like make all this art out of that. I don't know. I don't know what your view of the movie was. I think I need to rewatch it. Cause I think, yeah, I did see this, but I didn't focus on it as much as I, I, I should have. This is one of those movies I got to see as a screening, like as a screener. Huh? Like, you know, you get, you get like a link and it's like, yeah, watch this at home. And like, and it's that same problem you just said. Like when you watch things at home, you don't totally get the focus. And I said that that's, that's another reason why I slowed down on my movie watching because there's a lot more screening links. And if I'm sitting at home, I'm thinking about work. I'm seeing emails and I'm not able to totally focus. So yeah, like I saw it, but I need to like I really need to watch it again because I didn't I didn't get to really focus on it like I should. So I think there's stuff I missed about it. Damn. See, but you probably remember at least like the movies they made and stuff. In yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but not like I, I don't remember it enough to really like comment on it now because I think this came out like a while ago. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, damn. That's one I'd recommend. Go of, of all the movies. I gotta go year, back and, and rewatch that. Was that was one that like really, really stuck with me after the fast. I thought, I, I, again, I, again, my situation is nowhere as bad as as that those kids' situation was, yeah. but but like I related a lot to them. Like I understood that idea of like like you know like um they talk about like, you know just like 
Like, like they show a lot of shots in that movie of those kids like living in like the the Lower East Side of New York and never going outside. Yeah. Like so they're always looking at the window, but like the whole world is going on like across the street. Like, but they're inside like, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. And the kids like, oh yeah, one year we went outside like once, and it was like three years before we got to go outside again. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, yeah, that's not my situation, but it's like I could kind of you can empathize to a certain you can empathize with some of what they were talking about. It, it, that, that, yeah, also the part where he starts talking about like, like how the Dark Knight was this like transformative experience, which made him like rebel against his father and stuff, and there was stuff like I, I just, I, it's a great, it's an awesome movie. I, I like it a lot. It got criticized a lot of stuff. But I think those criticisms were off base. Make it's, up your own. Mind. It's it's interesting with like with things like that. Like, what are you criticizing? It's not like somebody really sat in and wrote this out per se. Like, when you start, like, I remember, like, um, the site that I write for, like, somebody else reviewed Amy, and and I felt like that person didn't understand the movie. Like, he was bringing his own biases about, like, her, not even her work, like, not even her music, but just, like, he didn't like that she got high and she had a bad public persona sort of in her life i'm like yo what are the thoughts about the actual filmmaking and the story and the, the, like about the documentary like you lack empathy like there's a reason like why these like all these things happen and the film shows you like how we got how she got to that point it's it's weird like i think criticism too like i got there's things about criticism that I, i'm starting to have a, a problem with like and I might be part of this too. It just seems like, yo, you like movies, you write about movies to see free movies, or like to get in the industry in some way. But like, as much as I like movies, I went to art school, so I still like to like, like I still have a, a understanding of like film theory and such. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. There's definitely a lot of people getting paid to write about movies who don't have any real business talking about them. That's definitely true. Yeah, like, you're like, yeah, I'll read things and it's like, it's like what you just said, like, we were talking, we were talking about Interstellar, it's just like, because it's still a big thing that people, there's people who don't watch black and white movies. So I think if you don't watch black and white films, or if you haven't watched, like, certain, like, I've watched a lot of old-ass movies because as a kid, I didn't have cable. So I saw a ton of just Old. Yeah, neither did old. I. Didn't have it until uh, I was in high school. Yeah, I didn't have it until I was sixteen. So like, some of the old classics, like I watched because they was on regular TV all the time. And I think like if you don't get certain references in films, you can't say that the film like X film is terrible. Like, cause that's a reference to like, and, and yeah, a movie can't be all references, but if, like, if you don't even get the reference, then how do you know if it's a good reference, if it's a bad reference, if it's tasteless, or if it's like. <laughs> like 2015 was just like a big year of me being tired like I was just like ah, my brain is all this is just getting to me so it's like I would I definitely agree with you because I was trying to like find because you mentioned again well what's your definition of like the tentpole just the, just the kind of movies now aimed in this endless summer that we call a year now endless feel summer, like all what, based like, on like, nostalgia but I was just like, meaning, like, because I was just looking, like, to find it that, because when you said that, I was like, all right, well, let me find, uh, like, one of these tentpole movies that I liked. And I'm just trying to think, well, what, what do you, what in the fall is, is there anything in the fall you can consider, like, a tentpole? Oh, like, the, the, or are you the just Force talking Awakens. about, about some, 
Okay, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, you get, like, it, 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 that, that is it. Like, that movie, like, first of all, the, the entire month of ads where I felt like I saw, like, 20 minutes of the movie just from commercials. I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Name is Fight Dog from the Zulu Nation. Told you in the jam that we could get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H Town. You got BBD all on your bedroom wall. But I'm above the rim, and this is how I bore. A gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. But sex was on my mind, broke the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop dimes because you couldn't relate. You couldn't relate. You couldn't relate. Stretch out your legs, let me make it fall. Drop your insane, drive you up the wall. Staring at your dome piece, very strong. Stronger than pride, stronger than Teflon. Take it on the app and you buy me links. Now I run a pound of food thing until it stinks. You could be my mama and I'll be your boy. The Force Awakens was a case of where, like, I had, like, I wouldn't say I had anything against the movie, but I, I didn't, like, I followed nothing about it. Like, I didn't really care. Like, I was just like, I'm like, oh, George Lucas, not a, a non-George Lucas Star Wars? That doesn't interest me. I don't care. I tried um, not to, I, like, I tried not to pay attention, but literally, I'm sitting down, I'm trying to watch a basketball game, goddamn Star Wars. I'm trying to watch a cartoon goddamn Star Wars like and it's not even about me hating Star I just, Wars now I, just, no, I, I, I know but I'm just saying from my perspective it was just like 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 when, when that movie came out like I think I saw it like the Monday after it came out I'm just saying but I don't know I didn't know who the fuck anybody was in it like I had no like <laughs> whereas he's like most of the had had known every character's name who played everything about them for like a whole year before that had looked at least I do know I had no clue what the movie was about I had no clue who any of these people were, and I kind of went into – and again, I had no real expectation about it because I was just like – I'm not a Star Wars fan so much as I was a George Lucas fan. So, yeah. um, And I love the first Star Wars movie, but, like, I, I never really, like – again, I have no problem with the prequels either. I, I think they're just fine. Like, I don't – I never understood the whole, like, fucking – I don't know, like, people fucking losing their shit. Like, how do these things exist? It's like it's not that big of a deal. It can move on, watch a different movie. It's not that big of a deal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that always annoyed me. That, and again, when like then Lucas sold it, and people were like, "Hooray!" It's like I don't know. I was like, I pissed me off some more. And then when I saw the movie, so I was thinking, like, I'm probably not gonna like this. And I, I and I just was but I, I like I should see it. I'll see it. Um, and I saw it. And I actually thought it was. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't think it was fantastic, but like I enjoyed it. I think had I been one of these people like following every little fucking thing about it, I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Right. Because me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, these people bring up shit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I just saw this. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard of any of this, any of these things. So how do I even know? Like, the only criticism I'd have of it really was that I thought they actually they picked the the, the new actors for the new characters so well that I don't think they almost like gave them enough credit. Like, they probably could have just made a movie where they were the only characters in it, and you didn't really interact with any of the old characters. And I think actually people would have been just, just half fine with that. Like, yeah. Cause the movie kind of stopped short for me once like, Oh, we're going to bring this person back or bring this person. Back. I'm like, I don't really care about that so much now. I actually was like, I really like these, these characters. I wanted to spend more time with them. Like I could have gave up all the high solo parts. If I could have got more Oscar Isaac. Well, I don't know, he wasn't that great in it. I, I like him. He, he, he doesn't yeah, do anything. Oscar, he's he gets, great. But he, he doesn't get tortured. a chance. That's it. Like, like I kind of get to like him in the first beginning of the movie, then he gets tortured, 
and then he disappears and then he flies a jet around. Just, it's like, I, I, I want more. I just wanted like 60 minutes more of, of Daisy Ridley running. That would have been good for me. <laughs> I would have been happy. Like, it's like movie of the year right here. But Supergirl. That, that. She's Supergirl. <laughs> she can do anything in that movie. I'm not. That was just, I that actually was think that's a valid criticism of the character. I don't, like, apparently, I guess if you make that, it's a, you know, you're a fucking horrible person for saying that. But I'm like, that's a, that's a valid criticism that unfortunately gets caught up now with the whole internet. It's like, oh, if you say this thing, you're part of this movement. It's like, well, no, you can have an opinion that's separate and not agree with that. That movement but yeah like it's it's plain and simple if it was any other movie if you have a character that magically can do anything it can magically defeat everybody i don't care if it's a female character a male character a white character a black character asian character and, and they don't deal with that like like it's just she just she's super like she's super she's better than everybody just that's just what she is it's just it's it's like it was like if you're watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Zhang Ziyi character doesn't have Michelle Yeoh and a Chow Young Fast character in it. Like, she just goes around and beats everybody up. And it should have not to pick on Star Wars in particular, because there's a problem in the wider part, just movies in general. Yeah. Like, there's this a lack of a journey for a character now in a lot of movies. Like, a lot of, and I blame, I blame a lot of, like, the Marvel movies and stuff, I think, for this. Just everything is so instant. Everybody has to be everything instantly. Um, and that, and so everybody's happy and it's like, I don't, I think like, like characters aren't really allowed to like make mistakes in movies anymore or like grow as like, they have to be fully formed the second you see them and they have to be great at everything. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, that does, that makes like less interesting. Like, I think it doesn't hurt the force awakens because I think Daisy really is great. And like, she's able to like, even though I could see those flaws, I'm like, I don't really care because I enjoy watching her in the movie. Same with all the other characters, all the other newer characters pretty much. But it's like. In another movie where, like, I don't care so much, that's really going to shine through, you know? <laughs> it's like, I just feel like, wouldn't people want to see more, like, well-rounded characters, like, growing? Especially if we're going to be having everything is going to be a fucking 10-movie saga. Shouldn't yeah. we maybe leave room for growth? I yeah, don't know. Like, Seems I, like a good idea to me, but what do yeah, I know? Yeah, and then, like, when that started happening, I was just like, yo, how many of these movies are we going to get now? Everything? Like, to me, that's the tenfold now, like... Everything is a franchise. Everything is based on some old person's childhood to a certain degree. And it keeps, and it just doesn't stop. And everything's a universe. So I'm like, like, it's like my brain just like, it couldn't, it couldn't take it. It's just like, I need a break. I just need a break. Yeah, you can actually hear evidence of us discussing this at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were before. We were, we were worried about it then, but what did we call? What did everybody call us back then? What's it, assholes? Yeah, and yeah, they probably still say that because they're all fucking in love with all this shit. <laughs> yeah. We're just reading on everybody. Yeah, we were we talking about this like basically when Avengers came out, like when the first one came oh, out. Before that, just, like 2010, yeah. 2009, oh, maybe even. I remember yeah, I think like, with Iron Man two and everything. Like, yeah, I was like, just like, I don't like where this is going, and everyone was just like. Shut up, asshole! I'm like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Yo, actually, there is one movie that shocked me at the beginning of the year. Did you see ever? Did you ever see Black Hat? I've seen it multiple times. Yo, that was what I was gonna. If we were gonna talk that, about like stuff, I, yeah, like stuff that wasn't talked about. That much. shit was a. That's a criminal, criminally unseen, unrated, awesome movie of of hacking awesomeness. Like, it amazes me. That people who haven't seen that movie. Like, well, that that movie has a lot in common with Interstellar, actually, because both uh, Christopher Nolan and Michael Mann are filmmakers that are like, 
it's funny. We live in an age where like the two two of the most experimental filmmakers are like making big movies for like Warner Brothers and Universal. It's like because they both will experiment on screen, and they're not as they're not as uh, at least not now not as concerned with if everything is going to one hundred percent work every time. Like they just like I want to see how this works, and like you really see that in Black Hat. Like it's yes. like he. Like, he, again, not all of it works necessarily, but he's doing things differently, and he's seeing like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this about the storytelling here. I'm gonna do this. And it's like, and I don't, know, you don't even see that. You don't see that. like most indie films now play like '90s mainstream movies. You yes. know, it's like it's not a lot of experimentation. But I think we've kind of forgotten what it actually is. So when people see it and it's in a big budget movie, they look at it as a mistake. Yeah, like it's also flop, like. Like we talked about with Aristotle, like with the with the sound and with the with certain storytelling choices, like people go, "That's a mistake. It's wrong. I don't like it." And it's like instead of going and thinking, "Well, why did they do that? What does that say about the movie you're watching?" They say a mistake. And I think Black Hat had that like out the gate. Like no one, very few people were giving that like a uh, uh, any sort of. Well, there's there's some critics then that also say like it's the greatest thing ever. It's like that's almost like too far on the other side. Yeah. But it's but it's like there's there's certainly something going on there. And you might not have you might not like it. You have to admire that some there, there there's a brain at work there behind that movie, and it's doing things differently to gauge a different reaction, um, and it's like I really appreciate that. And it was it's weird. It came out like right in the you know over a year ago now. Yeah, it was like February of last. Of, of no, it was, it was end of January. Was January, okay, yeah, I knew it was close. It was like that weird period. Like the there were still end. all the Oscar movies were still getting like live, and that just like came out in like the same week. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Like Hail Caesar, I haven't seen Hail Caesar yet. But I have a feeling it's going to be like this good movie that I want to like, and it comes out like an Oscar season, like Oscar nom seasons, and it's just like no one's going to see it. I've seen it. I haven't made my mind up on it though. Because it's just like it's like to me, it's like you putting Michael Mann out in January, like like I know what January is. January is the like we don't give a he- a, a damn about this movie. I don't know if that's actually the case anymore now, though. I think it's more that now the summer, and again, we're, now we're starting this year where the summer movie season is going to start in March. Like, I think there's just less and less of a window to, like, release stuff where they have a, so, so, so a lot of, they're still like, all right, we're going to release this thing in January because it's the only time we could possibly see maybe it taking a weekend. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't at all. It had, like, one of the worst openings ever. But I'm saying there – I think I think it's more of, like, just, like, our, what other space is there? Because it's, like – I don't know. Because I'm trying to think in this summer. Was there anything that was, like, a – like, we used to do is, all right, even when you had the summer, like, like a, a kind of more interesting off-the-beaten-path movie would come out as a counter-programming thing. And now, I, I don't know. When you have, like, six tentpole movies opening on the same weekend – like from different, con- it's like it's like what what room does something like that have? Well, you know? that was that weekend when American Ultra, Hitman, Age of Forty Seven, and We Are Your Friends came out. They could have put Black Hat out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might yeah, maybe they would have they would have seen, or it just would have bombed again in a different week. But. Yeah, the thing of it is, is I actually kind of like We Are Your Friends, even I, though it's not fair. It's not it, like it's a I fun. Like Gaston. Good dude, right there. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun little DJ movie. It's like the young people getting themselves music movie, but it's about DJing. So, like, people kind of shitted on it. It's like, nah, this is like a good, like, if I was 22 in the summertime, oh, man, this has been my movie. Like, it has beautiful women in it. It has struggling young people. It has people dreaming. Like, 
It was just decent. It wasn't fantastic. I think they should put that on the poster. Full <laughs> <laughs> dream. It's like you know what? I was on the fence about this movie, but that kind of tipped me over. Now people dreaming. It's it's one thing to dream. It's another thing to see people dream on screen. That's a completely different thing. Yeah, man. It's just like yo, like people struggling. They just want to be better. <laughs> it was just. It was. It was. It was surprisingly good. I watched this like, man, yeah, we are your friends. Like, okay, Zach Efron. All right. All right. All right, Emily Rostikowski from the Blurred Lines video. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at you guys. Um, the other movie I'm surprised that, that really bombed and just fell out of everything this year or last year was Man from Uncle. I freaking love that movie. It was okay. I didn't really love it, but it, it was it wasn't as bad as everybody said it was. But like, I thought it kind of. I don't know. This was a. I don't know. There's a lot of spy movies this year. Insane um, amount of spy movies. Um, not not. I don't know. A lot of a lot of them didn't really work for me though. Uh, that that one again. It's like that. Like Man from Uncle was one. Like where it's like, okay, there was. I thought Henry Cavill was great in it. He was. Uh-huh. That's the that's the Superman I want. I don't like where was that. That nice guy, like where was that? In my man still, like he was in there. He was in. Well, again, we, that's a movie we don't agree on at all. So, like, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> like I'm like, man, oh, ooh, Zack Snyder, ooh. But now that's the thing. Like, I don't think I'm. I'm never going to watch 300 again because I liked it when it came out when I was in my 20s. I have a feel if I watch it now, I will be mad. So I'm not going to. I watch know. It. The only Zack Snyder movie I really like is is Man of Steel. Actually. Oh, okay, like yeah, that, man, no, but, yeah. <laughs> But like Man from Uncle, I like there's so many things about it that I like. Like the costuming was crazy. That's one that I that's one I didn't see in a theater. Like I actually saw oh. it at home. And I think if I had seen it in a theater I might have liked it a bit more. Um but yeah, it was okay. I don't Joey. know. I just, you're not the first person, like a bunch of you I know have said that, like oh they really like really liked that movie. And oh. I just thought it was I was fine. I'm not gonna trash it, but yeah. it, was, it was fine. On the screen on the big screen the way all the colors look and the outfits and it was just like Yo, okay, Guy Richie. I'm not used to this Guy Richie. Like, I'd where's. It like, was certainly okay. better than those fucking. Um, so, Sherlock movies? Oh, my God. Terrible, man. I remember that first one. I was like, I was never. I, that was one of the, I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you thought of it, but I did not like that fucking when movie. When I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. I'm entertained. And then, like, this Sherlock came out on BBC. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh. Okay, this is yeah. This is what I remember from watching Sherlock Holmes on PBS as a kid. Like, here we go. Like, ah, ah, and I watched Elementary on CBS. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can't watch that that Iron Man Sherlock movie, Robert Downey Jr. I still, I think I'm still holding against it the fact that they had uh, a Rachel McAdams and lingerie scene in the trailer. And that was nowhere to be found in the movie. The movie? I, I, I probably knocked a few points off for that. As I well. hate when they do that. When I see stuff <laughs> in the trailer and I'm waiting to see that in the movie, I'm like, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Like, don't be teasing me with stuff that I'm Literally, trying to see. <laughs> I'm trying to see. you going to play these games. Trying to get me in the theater. Like, ooh, man, I want to, ooh, that's, I want to smack somebody in the eye for that. Like, ooh, you, ooh, you, mm. Oh man, like erg. <laughs> I'm just getting mad thinking about it. <laughs> Yo. What were we talking about again? I man, <laughs> man from Uncle. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Vikander like, looks pretty pretty nice in that in that too. I don't I know. I thought that that wasn't. I don't know. I didn't think she looked, looked great in that movie either. She looked. There's a one scene where she does like a change and comes out with, when they're talking about like the outfits that mm-hmm. I kind of like. 
Uh, I actually liked the detail when they were talking about – I think it was you who posted a link to that a while ago that they had, like, this uh, advisor. It's like, real gangster dude that was, like, knew everything about women's fashion. Yes. And I was, like, I, I was like – Yeah. I like, that's, that's like, yo, I won't be that dude. I'm already like that anyway. It's like, yo, I like the shoes you got them, blah, blah, blah. So, like, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I do know. that all. people are always shocked. Right. <laughs> Like, how do you know that? It's like, like oh, you're a real G if you know fashion. Like, right? Yeah, man. Like, what? You're a real G if you know what the clothes they're wearing. Just because, yeah, people, people ain't on that. Now, I guess there was a couple movies that I really, really, really detested. Did you see? Uh... Oh, you know what movie I detested the most of all? No, wait. Was it? It was it. Where I was literally like a husk of a man after it came out. What? Just, just tell me. You can't. We don't really don't remember. No. Thing I complained about more this year than this thing. No, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm telling you, my mind is gone. What's Temple movie? That's a hint. Was it? Was it Age? Or was it Age Ultron? I didn't see that. No. Was it just Jurassic World? Yes. There you Yo, go. Yeah, because there's only two. Like that one. That one made me feel like. And again, I don't, I don't want to sound like one of those people who's like, oh, you know, you're ruining my childhood and stuff, because I always think that's a dumb bullshit thing to say. Yeah. But I kind of that one bothered me because I went to bat for it so much beforehand, <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, and I literally, I did, I felt like that was a personal affront to me, like that you're like, I'm like, dude, I fucking vowed for you on this subject. <laughs> this is the fucking shit you make, really. The fuck is wrong with you? you? Made me look like a fucking idiot. I was like, don't you remember me getting into fights with everybody yes, about this fucking I do. movie? Now you brought it back. Yes, yes. You was yo. You was defending it so heavy. Yeah, but do you remember how fucking quiet I was? I was literally just in hiding. I think I was DMing you like, dude, it's so bad. I'm yes. Uh, now you're like, you're really, it can't be that bad. I'm like, no, it, it's not. It's not bad. But the thing that again, just because life hates me sometimes. Um, well, most of the time, but it gives me sharp, small glimpses of hope sometimes, but the, the, most of the time it's just horrible, and this was an example of that. Uh, after I walked out, like, I got me and my friend, my friend John, we're like huge, two of the hugest Jurassic Park fans ever. If anybody was going to give this movie a pass, it was us, and we walked out of that theater looking like embarrassed. Like, I didn't even want anyone to see that I walked out of there. I was just like, get out of here. I was putting my fucking kid coat over my face, like, get my cameras away. Like, I, don't, I didn't want anyone to see that I fucking saw it. I was so embarrassed. And then in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, this thing is going to bomb. Like, this dude's career is over. Like, mm-hmm. like this guy, like, I, 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 I almost feel bad for him. I'm like, oh, he gave it a shot. You know, I kind of feel bad. You know, it was such a disaster. Like, no one's, like, he's never going to live this down. This is, like, one of the most embarrassing things I ever saw. Like, I feel bad for this guy. His career is over. He fucked up. And then it becomes the fucking biggest fucking movie and of like, the year. If it wasn't for Star Wars, it'd be one of Even the Star biggest Wars, movies. Even Star Wars, it only literally beat it like it took weeks. <laughs> it took weeks to beat it. Like it took a while. <laughs> and I was like, and and again, it's funny too because it's like a part of me wanted to feel cool because I'm like, oh fuck it, it made more money than that fucking Avengers movie. I'm like, fucking damn right, dinosaurs are still better than fucking superheroes. You're fucking right. But I'm like, <laughs> I had to, it had to be on that note though. I'm like on this <laughs> dumb fucking movie. Like, and I was like, ah, oh, that that that. Kind of killed it, but it's funny. You know how many people were talking shit about that beforehand? Those people had to have gone to see it because there's no way it made that much money. Like literally, everybody in America had to at least have seen this thing one time to make that much money. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you didn't see. You didn't see it though, right? I didn't. I didn't. I still haven't seen it. Okay, well there you go. Because it's a thing. Like I've heard too many things from like from people that like love Jurassic Park, and I was like, like, yeah, I remember seeing Jurassic Park in the theaters like four times 
I, know I watch it when it comes on TV. When they brought it back out like a couple years ago for like twenty, I saw that shit in IMAX. I, I've seen it. I've seen it though, just at regular like repertory screenings too. Like, I, I've probably seen it a bunch of times. Over like, like, and I'm like, yo, I, yo, I like, and I was like, yo, did they miss the point of Jurassic Park? And I'm like, I don't know if I could bring well, myself to it's watch. It's one this. of those. It's one of those movies like um, M Night Shyamalan's The Happening, in which he claims that oh, it's supposed to be bad. No. So like that. So that that totally absolves me of any issues with. It's like it's like no. You can make a movie like that and do a pretty good job. This is just not one of those things. It's just bad. It's like and it's dumb. It's like really dumb. Um, but he tries to make the point that oh well it's like it's like it's saying it's dumb in the movie. So you're like oh okay I guess I don't. It's like nah you, you gotta you gotta do a little bit better than that. You know. It's one of these things that wants to be like really meta and it's just not really like good at it. Yeah, man. Like, like so. I plan. My goal is actually to watch Jurassic World this weekend. I feel bad for you because I think <laughs> I need to see it just so I can have like the even thing better with conversations. It, dude, if the dinosaurs looked good, I could have forgiven it all. I could have forgiven it all because I haven't fucking seen a dinosaur look good on the screen since fucking the original Jurassic Park. I mean, I yo, mean, them still hold up. Like, they do. They're great, and they still like, hold up on the big screen too. Like it's, it's, it looks fantastic still. There's like maybe one or two where you can kind of see the scenes, and for the most part, it's, it's really well done. Um, and I was like, if they had done the dinosaurs right, I could have just been like, all right, cool. At least I got to see dinosaurs. But my God, they did not. That's I'm like, how does this person get the job directing? Like they don't even know fucking how to measure a fucking eye line. Jesus Christ! Like, is it like there are scenes in this movie again? It looks like Sci-Fi Channel like level shit. And people are like, oh my god, the 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 CGI. Is great. I was like, what are you talking about? There's a point now where I think the CG is actually like CG and movies. I think are made a little bit more cartoonish than what they were like. Like I say, in the '90s up until like the mid 2000s, where their goal was almost like, yo, we're gonna trick you. This might you might think this is real, but it ain't. To now, it's just like. Yeah, I think oh, this is like PlayStation, like PlayStation Four. Like it's like, oh, I'm looking at CG. Like you can't trick me no more. It's a ride. But there's stuff though that is not done in the movie that if it was done, like it would actually make the CGI work. But it has nothing to do with the actual CGI itself. It's just proper like filmmaking techniques. Mm-hmm. Like all right, this this uh, Indominus Rex is supposedly bigger than a T Rex. Um, and it, when it walks on the ground, the ground should probably shake, right? Mm-hmm. Like, shake. It, like, like the T-Rex did when we ro- it rolled up on the kids in the Jeep. Like, yo. Exactly. And, <laughs> and like, right, there's a scene where Chris Pratt rolls under a car, and the Nautilus Rex is standing next to it, and the ground doesn't shake. There's no footprints anywhere. Like, um, there's scenes where there's two dinosaurs. Like, there's a, there's a T-Rex and a Nautilus Rex fighting. Um, in a small space um, where nothing had like the ground doesn't break the walls they're throwing it into walls that don't break like and it's just I know that the physics of the thing are so bad and I'm not talking because I've talked to people like oh you're just being a fucking asshole about that I'm like I'm just telling you like don't you think this movie like you should follow these rules in some way like the give you some kind of, like, all right, this is a real thing in some way. And it's like, I just find that so weird. And, again, the scenes are, like, like someone is looking at a dinosaur. And, again, the eye lines are not right. It's like, this is just 
fucking rudimentary shit that you should have covered, you know? Like, is that that much to ask for? It's weird that you say that because you're telling me, like, like essentially it's a new movie and they haven't set up the rules, but you expect certain things of reality. And I'm thinking about this because, like, when you say, let's say, when I watch Fast 7 and they're doing things like jumping a car through three buildings, and I'm like... That is not completely plausible, but the way my brain works is that since this series has been out since 2001, you've seen it at the most realistic it can be, which is L.A. street racing, regular people stuff to like now, which which I call like, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, epic level hero, level 30 versions of these characters where they can do things that don't make sense because they, they're hitting the ill luck rolls. And they got the ill extra attributes to their to their gear that they could do things that don't make sense. And I don't think what you're saying is like, yo, Jurassic World ain't earned that. Like the road, the, the dinosaurs. It's, it's the also like I'm all I'm all in favor of people like breaking reality and in favor of like a stylistic pursuit. Uh-huh. But when it doesn't look good, yeah, like then, it's, it. then I'm like, then yeah. why? Then you know, wouldn't it be better just to put the work in, like, yeah. and do it right? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, Especially when they rushing? made such a. And again, this is outside stuff of outside the film, so I understand you shouldn't always bring it in. But like, you know, they made such a big deal in making this movie that they were doing like the first movie. We're going to do 50% practical, 50% CGI, and you know, we're going to do all this stuff. Like they mentioned, oh, you know, they didn't want to have the original characters back because it didn't make sense that these people would go there again. I'm like, that's a good point, actually. Um, and then when you see it, it's like, well, you should just brought everybody back. Like, let's fucking have a ball with this. Stupid- At least I can see Goldblum if I have to watch this stupid shit. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I was dreaming of, like, another Jurassic Park thing, I always thought, like, okay, we got the the first movie, you have all the characters. The second movie, you got Goldblum's character dealing with dinosaurs. The third movie, you got Sam Neill back dealing with the island again. I was like, okay, we didn't get the Laura Dern movie. Well, she's in the third one for a bit. Yeah, she's in it, but then it's like, I wanted to see the grandkids deal with dinosaurs, man. these people from making these dinosaurs again. We know how bad this can go. They're messing up my granddad's legacy. 
and it, it could be in this movie since I hey, haven't watched though, it. The thing was, though, they had, again, you know I've been following this thing since it was announced in, like, 2003 or whatever, whenever they announced it. They've been doing shit forever. They would talk about it. Like, you know, I have the screenplay for the for the first one. We know where there was a dinosaur. Soldiers, and we've talked about that before. Um, and I've, I've read every script. I read the last script that they were going to make. Like, they went into production on a script before this that was written by the Jaffas, who did the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. They, made, uh, they was going to write one? Well, they did. They, they, they wrote a script, and they're credited on this one because they take a lot of stuff from that draft. But they were going into production on that script, and then Trevorrow said that he wanted to, like, rewrite it, basically. Which I don't blame. I mean, I would do, if I was directing, that was what I would do, too, because I, I want to I wanna rewrite it so it's in my... You know, it's my version of it. I get that. But what he did is he took a script like that was one thing, and he took every other Jurassic Park 4 script and mashed it together, and they don't really make any sense. Like, these elements don't make sense really together. Because um, the, the draft that Jaffa's wrote was – they basically wrote that Rise of the Planet of the Ace movie in Jurassic Park, basically. Man, that sounds – like, hey, I could – Hey, it's I can roll with that. I read it. It's better than what's on the screen. I'll say that. Um, and the whole point was that this character, it was all going to be from the perspective of this character, Blue, who's one of the raptors who's being trained by the character um, that uh, Chris Pratt would play, I guess. I don't know if he was the same character, but like that's basically the same guy. Um, and it was going to be about, they were going to have that kind of relationship like, like Franco had to Caesar and the other. Oh, movie. you telling me they would have had smart ass raptors, like real smart ass? No, nah, I don't even want to hear no more about this because it sounds awesome. But like, it was gonna lead up. It was gonna lead up to like a revolt kind of thing happening, and like him having it. And he's like, I think it is just ripping off their other drafts of a screenplay. But at least it made sense within the world. I'm like, okay, they have, we haven't seen that in a Jurassic Park movie, um, and so like, let's see how that works or whatever. Um, and that's it's it's like they're like. It's there a little bit in the movie, but, like, it's like they want you to have all those emotional moments that they have in, in Rise of the Final Ape. Again, I'm not even, like, a huge fan of Rise of the Final I think it's an okay movie. But, like, it does sell you the – it does sell you those emotional moments. Yeah. For, uh, like, um, and it's like, like in Jurassic World, like, they have a scene where he's training them for a minute. And then at the end of the movie, they want you to have this big fucking emotional scene between his – it's like it doesn't work because we never saw these characters together ever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, and it's like, uh, and like, I guess that works for most people. It doesn't matter. It's just because there's a fucking moment where a raptor looks like it's sad. That's enough to make a gif out of, and that's good enough, I guess. Um, and I'm just saying, like, that was the point of the movie, and, like, it was going to build up to this big, like, kind of revolt. Like, it's all-out war kind of thing. And they have something like that in the movie, but it looks like garbage and doesn't really make a lot of sense within the fucking movie that they have. And they fucking put the dino soldier shit in there. It doesn't make any sense in the movie, and they do it half-assed. It's like, everything is like, oh, here's like a million ideas for this movie. We're going to put them all in there, but we're just, everything is going to be super half-assed, and we don't really care about how this, what, what this works out as in the end. And there's going to be some social commentary about how this movie is stupid. It's like, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to make me watch this movie this weekend. That's going to be my, my Saturday morning We're going to have another podcast where I just do this all over again. Like, yeah, just like, yo, that movie was whack. Like, no, I gotta, I'm going to give, because I gave it to Sean. I gave it to a few other people. I gave the original screenplay out, um, the, the Dino Soldiers one. I want you to read that. I'm curious Dino to see what it is. Soldiers. That, sounds like, that just sounds like it was made for toys. Yeah, well, it was, but I'm saying it's better than the fucking movie they made. I'm not just saying this was bad, because, like, they had that, that thing called Dino Saucers in the back of the day, like, so whatever. I'm not... You think that's funny? Really that's an official fucking script. John Sales wrote that script, the Dino Soldiers one. Mm. Um, 
and he's a fuck you know he wrote he wrote a little bit on the third one but like he's a pretty acclaimed writer director um and uh the thing i thought was funny is how i found like a continuity error in that script <laughs> i'm like i guess these i guess these producers like don't really know their world that well because they were like they used the fucking can from the first movie as a plot device and i'm like even if you watch the first Jurassic Park, they say what? Because remember, for years, that's always what everyone ever always says about it is, why didn't they go back for that can? Because it had all the embryos in it and everything. And I'm always like, well, they say in the movie that it only had like an hour's life. Yeah, because so of the, um, even the if they cryo. Did, yeah, even if they did find it, it would be useless. Yeah, the next the was, nitrogen would be gone after. Yeah, they say that like. I know, and I always like it's answered <laughs> within the movie why that they don't, they would never. First of all, they would never fucking find it anyway. Who the it's fuck in, going into a pot of fucking Dilophosaurus to find a fucking can? I don't care what's in that fucking can. I'm not going in there. Um, and, uh. Second of all, it's like, all right, well, what, like, it's like, that's why there was never a mission to find one. Because also, first of all, they didn't even know about that. Because mm-hmm. all the people who would know about it died, except for um, uh, Dotson. But he's not going to fuck, they're not going to find Dotson. So it's like, it doesn't make it that whole, like, people's like, well, they should make another movie and have it be about the fucking can. It's like, well, it's funny in this, in this script, they do keep that as a plot point. I'm always like, come on, guys, it's in, the, it's in your movie. <laughs> you say, you say why well, it doesn't make any sense to do that, but whatever. They don't that's care. Really, that's a really off the beaten path fucking argument to have right now. So let's probably get back to the uh, original. <laughs> they, like, they don't care. They didn't care. They didn't care. They're like, whatever. Dinosaurs. And we're going to get a whole other movie with dinosaurs. Hopefully they fucking look like dinosaurs in this one. Maybe I'll fucking go see it. Yeah. It was <laughs> they, I don't know why you want to make up dinosaurs when there's so many dinosaurs that are just cool, but... But even so, like, that could have been an awesome idea. Like, I'm not, that's the thing, I don't think those ideas are bad necessarily. They just executed so badly. Like, I actually like the idea of, like, a fucking Frankenstein dinosaur and it, like, being, you know, a, you know like, just wreaking havoc. Like, that's a cool idea. I'll, I'll watch that. But that, not that one. <laughs> that one's not good. You know the version I like so far? The Lego one. Like, when I saw, when I played a little part of Lego Jurassic World, I'm like, this is awesome. But that's not the movie I got. <laughs> That's why I haven't been in her watch to watch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's all right. Did you see any Oscar bait movies? Any more Oscar bait movies? Did you watch like The Big Short or like? Uh, yeah, Big Short, I liked a lot. Yeah, I love that movie. Actually, I love the way they used the fourth wall. And I'm surprised. Like, it's funny people make a big deal about Adam McKay, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a big Adam McKay fan. I'm like, he's he's been making these smart ass things for like over 10 years now so that's the thing is no it's funny like we have a you know you see this argument a lot in like comic book circles and stuff you know everyone argues about like you know how serious movies are like humorless whatever but i always find it funny how like um like i guess like oh i don't like you know you don't like fun movies whatever but i always find it funny how like you know whenever i make like a top 20 of the year or whatever like i include a lot of comedies like i go see a lot of comedies i love comedies and it's funny how everybody like, all these people that are all about, like, oh, you know, movies need to be fun, or none of them go see comedies, and they don't, like, whenever it's time to, like, actually talk about what's great about movies, they'll always discount comedies. And, like you mentioned, like you just said, Adam McKay has kind of been doing this stuff in the background of his movies for years, because they're comedies, people are like, just, eh, I don't care about that. Yeah. Even if they saw the movie, laughed their ass off, had a great time with it, right after, they're immediately like, yeah, but that's a comedy. It's like, so what? It's like so. I guess I had to make a movie that was like it's. I'm pretty sure it's still a comedy. It's still funny. Yeah, it's like fun, it's, it's, it's funny set, as hell. It's in, a, it's in a different arena now. People are like, "Oh, this is really great." But you are right. It's it's been in the background of his movies 
for at least like a decade now, pretty much. Like, like Anchorman Two, it's hilarious, but it's the most condemning film on twenty four hour cable news that I've seen in a movie. Since, I, I think that since was network. I think that was the most – like, I said that in the year it came out. I said this is, like, one of the most important movies people should really see because it really explains to you, like, why the world kind of is the way it is. And I constantly got asked, like, oh, you're just trolling. I'm like, no, I'm not. I love the movie. I saw it three times in the theater, I think. It's like, great. I love it. I don't, I'm like, yeah, but, and that was it. And then the year is over and nobody ever talks about it again. But then people will probably watch that movie on cable for, like, years to come, and they'll think it's great. Yeah, it's like when it comes out, it's like how dare we say there might be some merit? To this. I remember when um that was the same year um, uh, Bad Grandpa came out, which is another movie I remember. <laughs> that movie is uh, silly as hell. No, but like I was making an argument that like oh no, this is actually like real film craft in this movie. I'm like this is like this is like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. This is this is stacked for this era, and it's funny how like if those guys are around today, like they would get no respect at all. People have no respect for, like, what you can do with a human body on screen and, like, that level of, like, putting yourself into making a movie. And it's, like, people back then, they were, like, these are these are the artists. Those are, like, the artists of their time and, like, what they can do with moving their limbs to make us laugh and, like, the, the dedication to that comedy and that brand of comedy. And it's funny how nowadays we actually have, like, you have, like, what those jackass guys do is, like, that's uh, that's directly descended down Super from that. Super physical comedy. It's... And it's, like, and especially, I thought, like, again, the performance of Johnny Knoxville in Bad Grandpa, it's, like, I've rarely seen an actor that committed to a performance, and he's so good at it. Like, you know, it's, like, and it's funny, like, and even that movie, I thought, like, in the end of it, it, it made you feel something. It, like, touched on something. It's really funny, but, like, and I, I brought that up, and people were just, like, nah, like, just will not have it. And I was, like, why does comedy get, like, no... And I'm not talking about awards. I don't give a shit about awards. I'm just meaning regular people. Like, when they talk about it, it's like it's always dismissed immediately. Well, here's the thing. Like, the people I work with, when we end up talking about movies, we're not, end up, we're not talking about the, the Marvel movies or this movie. You know what comes up all the time? Ricky Bobby and <laughs> Step Brothers. Like, at least once a week. Because, like... Because that's the whole thing with fun. Like, what do they consider fun? Fun for them, is, I'm guessing, is explosions. It, the people who say you don't like fun is the superheroes, the explosions, the shit that looks like action figures you play with. Worky dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the too smart for their own good, cute dialogue. I do like some style. I do love Gilmore Girls, so I'm not, you know. <laughs> but like, at a certain point, if they all talk like that in all the movies, it gets annoying for me. Like, Yeah, me too. But like, yo, Ricky Bobby? Like, yo, will you if you put Will Ferrell and Adam McKay in a room together, they're going to cook up some marvelous dialogue that I'm going to be saying probably until I'm dead. Like, like all these movies, the Anchorman movies, and in the big short, like, I'm going to watch it again. There is lines that Steve Carell's character says that had me rolling. Like, I was like, and I'm like, this is based on a real dude. He probably really said all this shit. <laughs> like, and then you hit you in the head like, oh, yeah, all this stuff actually happened. It's not that funny. Well, that's what I thought was brilliant <laughs> about the structure of the big short. It, it really plays like an underdog story. It's oh, like, because yeah. you're like, you're like, you want to see these guys win. 
You know? Yeah. Like, you're like, these guys are awesome, and they're fucking smarter than everybody else. Fuck them. Nobody <laughs> believed them. They're going to show you. And you're laughing your ass off the whole way. When fucking things go their way, you're like, hell yeah. And then about 75% into the movie, it clicks in that, oh, shit, this really happened, and we lose when they win. And I also like the fact is that, like, Steve Carell's character doesn't even feel he's – like, he's not even feel happy with it, like – just the point of, like, but this is the thing, I, I have had this conversation with a few people, and I said, like, because there was, again, like, every fucking thing, there's some outrage about it after the fact, and people are like, oh, I don't feel good about watching this movie, because, you know, people, it's like, but I'm like, the, the, the fucking, all right, the people in the movie, they didn't do anything to anybody. Like, they just would do what you would do, what anybody would probably, like I said, like, if you were given the same situation, and you said, all right, this is going to happen anyway, like, would you take? Would you go in and try to take that money? I I don't. If someone tells me no, I'm sorry. You're fucking lying. Everybody would have done that. Yeah. And it's like, and again, they're not. Again, it's because they they're betting on a system. Those systems were gonna fall anyway. They don't get that money if they don't. But it's like that money is going to the fucking homeless if they don't take it. It's not. Yeah. It's going. It's just going down another fucking hole somewhere. And it's like I thought the thing was interesting. Again, you don't feel good about. Like, I'm sure. Like I actually like that in the movie. Like they don't feel good about winning by the point they do. But it's like it would be like again, like you said, Steve Skrull character. It's almost to the point of he would just be so stupid not to do it, you know. And he just couldn't justify. It. It's like if there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta do it, you know. And he holds out like the longest and shit. But it's like I, I, I just thought the way they did that in the audience. And again, like I never saw an audience that was so into it. like they were laughing, and then you don't hear those laughs so much in the last like 20 minutes. Yeah, and those credits, yeah. those credits were like bone chilling. <sighs> <laughs> they're like, oh, we're actually this is gonna happen again. Yeah, so you know. when he was when they showed the thing, it was like, yeah, he's buying water. I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch, I gotta buy some water. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's just like just like at that like the last five minutes, it's like, oh, this is a goddamn horror movie. <laughs> but it is still other points where you like really enjoying it, like. You know, oh, I would certainly. I know for a fact I'll watch that again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'll watch oh. it. And I'll get just as swept up in it again, and yeah. I'll feel just like shit at the end. But I'll watch it again. And, and I love the way they were like, yo, when they started explaining things, and they just bust out like, oh, Margot Robbie in the in the bathtub, which like, everybody I know claims that I must have got on set and added that scene in there. <laughs> like she's in the bathtub. I didn't know she was British into that movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I did because he's always oh. like. Like, oh, she's always having, like, I've only seen her American stuff, so it's just like, oh, so she's a blonde American woman. Oh, nope. But you haven't, you're not like me, you haven't watched hours of interviews with Margot Robbie? No, I know. Like, I just, I want to see her in the work. (laughs) (laughs) Like, show me her in the work. And then, like, the one with, uh, like, was it it Selena Gomez and, like, the other guy that was playing cards? I'm like, this is great. Like, I would have had this for, like, every movie you want to explain something, like. Hey, let's cut to some random celebrities and they'll t- explain to you some terms that you don't get. Like, this is great. <laughs> I like that they had um, I like they had um, uh, they had uh, Ryan Gosling deliver like the oh like, yeah. fourth wall because it reminded me a lot of um, like how Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has that um, yes. and yes. now he's going to be in the nice guys. It was like it was a nice like transition to like okay, now he's moving into Shane Blackland, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that movie looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. Damn right. <laughs> I was like, okay, that'll be something I'll see in the summertime. I'll come out. I'll come out the house for that. <laughs> I was like, that looks good. That looks good. Did you see Spotlight? Yeah. What did you think? Eh. Yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know. It was fine, I guess. I don't know. I didn't. 
I kind of just like you want to say that I watched and I thought like nothing about it afterwards. Oh, uh, okay. I think that movie's going to steal the best picture. It probably will because it's it's something people can like get behind. Like yeah. good, you know, it's good these pe- these these church folk <laughs> suffer like so. But I'm just like, don't we like know all this already? Like, did we really need a movie about it? Like, I don't know. Here's my thing. I think that movie, yeah, it's about something we know about. But I think that movie was just a like a movie actually about like remember journalism. Journalism yeah, isn't that anymore. <laughs> like, remember when papers had money yeah, and they could fire people? people? Again, again I'll, I'll also I'll concede to this. It's another one of those things though where like the height. On it was nuts. And people yeah. were saying, "Oh, it's like it's like all the president's men." I'm like, "No, that's not." I <laughs> <laughs> see. I was lucky enough to see it without all the hype. Like I saw it before the hype got insano. So I was like, "Oh, this is a movie with uh with Michael Keaton and my man John Slattery from Mad Men." Oh, oh, Mark Ruffalo. We yeah. All right, I'll see this. That's so I was like. Well, I had this, to see it because it had Rachel McAdams, so I had to do it in my checklist and be like, "All right, I saw that one." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. She was good at it. She was good at it. Yeah, she was. She she needed she needed something uh, to watch that True Detective season two off of her. That, uh, I don't agree with you on that one. You know, I don't even blame her. I don't blame any actor in that whole season of television. I don't know. I had a blast with the second season. Oh, man. I, oh, I didn't like it. I know, I'm in the minority on that. <laughs> I feel like anybody, though, like, I always feel like it's one of those things, though, when I run into somebody who did enjoy it, I feel like we're part of, like, a secret club, and that's pretty cool. Because I'm always, like, talking about, about, like, fucking, um, like, Tom Farrell's, like, fucking fat son and shit. And I'm like, I, always, I feel like we're all, like, that guy should be, like, our mascot. Like, like people who liked, because I'm like I had a I, I had a great time with I had a great time like discussing that with people and stuff and um but yeah it was you know but anytime I mentioned it in like a bigger group of people it was just like oh and I had to like you know argue for it but, I like yeah I was really surprised I, I did a view a little bit I remember I was trying to like get you to like see the light but you weren't having it <laughs> no nah, man I did so far like when it got to the end like I liked the Vince Vaughn character it's like I could have just done well with Vince Vaughn but. Hey, that's it is what it is. <laughs> like I, I want to see. Like I, I wonder about the next season of that show. Like I really do. Like where they really gonna go? Like I want him to get a consistent director again. Like just one director, see what happens. I I don't disagree with you. Like I kind of wish it did have one. But I thought the fact that was a case of where like a bunch of people online learned information about like oh. It doesn't have one director like the first season, so automatically that's like a negative. And and they would bring up stuff about oh the directing is so much right there. I'm like I'm like is it really or is it just that that's a piece of information you know? Yeah. I'm not talking about you. Like you actually have good yeah, points. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that but I hear that all the time. I'm like yeah the directing might not be as good as the first season, but it's still a lot better than a lot of stuff on TV. Like it's still in comparison, it's still not that bad. But it's like you'd hear it constantly, and they'd be like. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. If I asked you to talk about the directing in anything, you wouldn't be fucking able to give me any fucking answer about it at all. Because I don't think people <laughs> actually know what direction is. Like, but, it was funny because when I watched it, I was like, like, it didn't feel too, it's like the first half of the season felt really consistent together. And the second half of the season felt consistent together. But there's a shift between episode four and five. that I was like, all right, okay. I just remember when um I remember 
remember when you were like you were you were like you were going you were talking about all these theories of when that one he gets shot, and I said he's fine, he'll be up in the next episode, and you're like I don't know about back up, you understand? Like I wanted to have the balls of him to be to die. I was like, and he got back up like, huh? <laughs> I just loved your response back to me though because you were like made a big deal like no I don't think you're right like and then like when it happened you're like you were right you were right yeah like I was so blown <laughs> you have, I have no idea how blown I was when he just like he was walking around I'm like like nah <laughs> like this is it's just it wasn't even like a big deal it was like dealt away with in like the first few minutes of the episode too it was, but I I knew it was gonna happen cause and, I, the, and the dude with the mask I'm like come on come on come on come on and like. And it's just like, all right, okay, all right, you got, you got, okay, like, all right, it is what it is. It's, think of it as it's, it's your right. Like, I enjoyed the first season so much that the second season, it didn't, it didn't, but it's not bad. Like, yeah, if it was something else, like, to me, like, there's another show, HBO, that I can't rock with it, which is the, uh, the, um, the show about the people with the, the rapture, the, the leftovers or whatever. I don't like yeah, that I, show. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I don't like that show at all. So to me, I Didn't watch... the show like change a lot every season though? Or you just well, you the ever... second, the first season, and the second season are different. So they only gonna get one more season because a lot of people are like me and they're like, nah, nah, man, this ain't this ain't this doesn't make sense. So, but I would take, I would watch another, I would watch season two of True Detective again over any episode of The Leftovers because even still, like. The story is telling and the direction in it and the acting in it, I feel, is way better. There's some good acting on the leftovers, but overall, it's just like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you 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 try to jump over the moon and then, like, you miss the dunk. It's just, I don't know. It's just, and those are the points I think you're right about TV and film. If the leftovers was a film and they had to constrain themselves to two hours... Or three I, hours. If or three really, hours, yeah, if they would have get ambitious, I think they could make a better piece of work. They almost have, they have too much, too much rope. They have too much space to play with. They have too many hours to try to tell this story. And it's just like, if you could just rein it in, rein it in. And I don't feel that happens yet with True Detective. Like, it doesn't, he, like he sticks it about eight hours. It's like, okay. That seems about right. It feels like two movies, essentially, maybe three, and you just watch it each, each week. It feels about right. Like, so, yeah, man. I got to get you on the the person of interest train. I saw so two episodes, and I was like, this is an interesting show. Now that I think, is, is it is it going to end soon? I think this is the, this is the last season unless it gets like picked up by somebody else after. I think I think I might go ahead and jump on on Netflix or Amazon Prime, whatever is it's living no, on. It's, on, it's all on Netflix right now. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll give it a shot. Cause well, it's different because it's it's a network show, so there's a lot more of them. Oh, but yeah. it, it really does that format well, and it transcends that format a lot of the time. So like I saw it, I saw an episode. I was like, this is it, man. Like it got Jesus in. My man from Lost, I could watch this. And Taraji, I know, was in the early part. Then she like, well, she's in, she's in half of it. Yeah, then she yeah, like she's dies. She's the main character too for half of it. Like, it's not she's not just in the show. Yeah. She's with the main character for a lot of it. Yeah, I remember like she died. She said she wanted to do more film, and then she did like a movie or two, and then she was like, "Yo, Empire," <laughs> and then she's like, "She's back on TV." She came back too. She was in an episode of the 
of the the last season. Um, but uh, yeah. oh really? She's great. Um, uh, Sarah Shot Sarah Shahi is in it. She's fantastic. yeah. That's why I want to watch it because she was in Life and I love that show. Yeah, she's great. She's she's my favorite character. And uh, there's an episode in the second season of Person of Interest. Um, where, which which uh, which Jonathan Nolan wrote and directed. Like so, he was like the auteur entirely. Oh, really for of an episode, huh? That sounds that sounds. Um, and dope. he. He, at that point, he st- he made the episode like an HBO show for the episode, <laughs> and then has the CBS show come in, and then they battle. It's amazing. It's one of, like that. That hour is one of my favorite hours of television. Like you can just watch that episode like a movie, and you'd be totally satisfied. And you'd actually be like, oh, what's these other characters? Like, I guess I well, they're in a show. I'd want to see that. You know, it's like it, it's a perfect a perfect hour of television. Um, and that's the Shaw. So it's like the Shaw movie for that, for that like episode. Um, there's an episode in the third season where they basically do aliens and T2 in an episode. Uh, um, okay. they fucking, uh, I'm trying to think what, um, there's a fucking, they have these great fucking like sagas, like in the middle of seasons, which are like these like three to five, like part episodes. Um, the third season, the ending of the third season is one of the craziest things I've ever seen a show. I cannot believe not only did it make it to air, but that it was on a fucking CBS, like, primetime show. I, I, I'm still shocked that that was a – anybody – they must have been sleeping that day. I can't believe they got that. <laughs> it's fucking insane. The shit – I think it's nuts is, too, like, they they were, like, ahead of the game on shit that happened in real life, like, by years. Like, they did an Edward Snowden episode two years before that happened. Interesting. And it's so eerily – like, and then there's other shit, too. Like, they, they do all this cool shit with, like, the – um with the credits, like, there's these little, like, info, information things that come up, and you don't think, you don't pay any, like, attention to it, really, and then you realize, like, later on, like, oh, that's actually, like, key information, and you'll see these other things, like, these program listings that'll come up, and you realize, like, oh, those are, like, real, those are real NSA programs, like, they took this as far as you could take it to with the actual information, and then they make leaps, and then a lot of times those leaps come true, like, within the years since we've seen it.